All right, listeners, this is Gilbert Andrew Garcia. Don't touch that dial because the next 45 minutes is going to be inspiring because this is a tip from Gilbert. The next 45 minutes, that's talk, inspiration, and prayer, which we do every Monday from 11 to 11.45. And the success of this show, as I've mentioned before, depends on all of you. This is our show. So I want you to call in with anything. If you want to tell us what's going on with your church, at your local neighborhood, at your YMCA, at the anything, we want to know about it. We want the community to know about it because there's good stuff going on and people need to know about it. And so call in at 281-837-2222. And you can email me anything at a tip from Gilbert at gmail. Dot com. And of course, this is KWWJ, and this is 1360 AM and 96.9 FM. And one of the things I always want to do is have a person of faith on the phone with us. So I've got a guest coming on later. And then I've been really moved by certain people with their stories about struggles and life and really life experiences where they almost... Um, lost their life. We had someone talk the other day about their husband who had a terrible car accident. Those sorts of things are quite inspirational and moving. And I really think they show the power of prayer when people get together and pray together. You know, we've had a couple of great songs. And again, for those of you, if these songs aren't quite something you're used to, just know that these are songs of faith. And I think when people sing to the Lord, they can do them in different ways. So I ask you to have an open mind because this next one, you would never expect it to be, but it's from a Beatle. We all remember the Beatles, I Want to Hold Your Hand. Well, this is George Harrison. And it's My Sweet Lord. And what's interesting about it is it's such a simple song by words. He talks about My Sweet Lord. And then he says, I really want to see you. I really want to be with you. I really want to see you, but it just takes so long, my Lord. And then he goes into, I really want to know you. I really want to go with you. I really want to show you, Lord. Those things are so powerful and beautiful. And how many of us have ever felt that same feeling where when you feel down and out, when things aren't going your way and you just turn to the Lord and say, I just really want to know you. I want to feel you. Well, sometimes I look back and I think I can see the Lord in the faces of children and their laughters and their smiles. I can see it in the sunshine here in the birds. So I'm going to ask our producer there, Reverend Griffin, please cue up my sweet Lord.
Sweet Lord by George Harrison. I hope you enjoyed that, listeners. Again, it's it's interesting how different forms of music can worship God and can think about God and can think about Jesus and can talk about the Lord. And so it's pretty amazing to see these different types of artists that you would never even think about. And so in the future, I've got songs coming up like from the birds. I think some of us might remember that. To everything, turn, turn, there's a season. One of the most beautiful songs. I've got a song from Seasons of Love from Rent I'm going to want to play. I'm going to look for some Elvis music because I think Elvis had a lot of great songs about God and gospel music. Who remembers the great Amazing Grace, the way he did that? So again, this is KWWJ. This is 1360 AM, 96.9 FM. You're listening to a tip from Gilbert talk, inspiration, and prayer. And we've got our first caller. Let's have this caller come on through. Thank you. Caller, you got me. Gilbert Garcia here. Okay. Um, are you listening to me? Okay. This is this is Bishop Enrique again from Spain. Uh, we spoke a little bit of Joseph. I, I remember so much. What an honor that you'd be here listening to us from Spain. Speak to us. Well, you know, you know, one of the things is that, you know, your number one fan is your producer. You know, uh, Mauricio always, uh, you know, invites me to listen to him. Of course, he wants me to see his production, you know, because I pray for him, so which is a great blessing. But you made a question today. You asked, uh, you know, for a testimony about healing. And I said I said to him, I mean, he's, he's just inviting me to the program, you know, so I have just to share with you. Just I just have 
just a few minutes because I have to be in a meeting just in about six or seven minutes. Yes, sir. Well, let me tell you this, Gilbert. In 2007, I was driving a car in Barcelona, Spain with my family. And we had a car accident. You know, somebody hit us from the back. And, um, you know, I was left on a wheelchair for five and a half years. I spent, you know, nine months in a hospital, you know, in a rehabilitation center just to try to learn how to be a good disabled person. But in the middle of that process, you know, I'm, I'm a very stubborn, faithful person to the work, uh, to, to God's word. And I said, no, 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 no. I'm going to believe what the Bible says in Proverbs 4. You know, Proverbs 4 says, you know, that the Bible, the, the scriptures is medicine to our body. So I said to the Lord, Lord, I believe this is the truth, but I want you to prove it. If it is the truth, you know, what the Bible says that, you know, uh, you know what Proverbs 4 says, you know, that the scriptures is medicine to my word, I'm going to eat it. I am going to swallow God's work in a very, you know, as much as I can. So I made a decision that from that point on, I was going to be saturated by God's word all the time, believing and understanding that he was faithful to his word. And, you know, I spent nine months in the hospital and I listened to God's word from Genesis to Revelation seven times. I left the hospital and every person that would say to me, uh, you know, it's uh, it's impossible for you to walk again. You know, I would say, you know, no, no, I'm not a disabled person. I'm just sitting down in a wheelchair for some time. But, you know, I'm, I'm capable to walk back again because God is faithful to his word. Um, five and a half years later after that, in a moment of prayer, you know, I, I had a lot of people inviting me, you know, to go to Benny Kim and to go to different crusades. And I said, no, 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 no. I am depending only on God's word. And five and a half years later, in a moment of very difficult situation, uh, you know, I, you know, I heard the voice of the Lord and I called my wife and my two girls. At the moment I had two, now I have three. And, um, I called them and I said, listen, I'm listening to God's word saying, stand up and walk. Will you pray for me? They prayed for me and again, you know, the voice came back and I started to walk without medical explanation. And since then, I'm walking. I'm just walking without medical explanation. My doctors, my GP, everybody says this is impossible. And I say it is impossible because it's a miracle. And my neurologist, he says, uh, I cannot explain this. And I, uh, usually I say, listen, you cannot explain it because it's a miracle. And he say, I don't believe in, in miracles. I say, I know you're a scientist. I, you are so focused on saying that your mother is an ape. Because you believe in, in, you know, in Darwin and you believe in, in, in you know, in, in evolution. <laughs> and usually I say to him, I don't believe in evolution. I believe in a God that still makes miracles. And I believe that even right now when somebody's listening to this testimony, he's receiving a miracle. Keep on doing this. Keep on doing what you're doing. You know, Going but, to the people Bishop, that we you, have a supernatural you, God. You can't see me right now, but my hands are in the air and, and I'm just saying... Hallelujah. That is one of the most incredible stories I've ever heard. I mean, you are a walking miracle and an inspiration to all of us. I know you have to go soon, but let me just tell you, that touches my heart. I hope it touched the hearts of the listeners. Thank you for sharing it. That's a beautiful story. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You know, right now, as I'm speaking to you, I am walking. Gosh. And, uh, you know, recently I was changed from DP, and when she saw me coming in, coming into the, uh, into the, uh, her office, you know, she said to me, you know, the right person. I said, yes, I am the right person. And she said, I, I was looking after to see you on a wheelchair. How come you're walking? I said, God, still smell miracle. 
Well, you know, you mentioned something, and I know you have to go, but hear me one more minute, which is, you know, people talk about, I mean, of course I believe in evolution of those things. But on the other hand, the world is too perfect. When you look at the sea life and the beautiful colors and all the animal life and how the human body works, it's just so perfect. There's, you, how can you not believe in God? You have to believe in God, right? Sometimes I I laugh at people that believe in evolution because they have more faith than we do. I mean, those guys, you know, it takes a lot of faith, you know, and they say they're atheists. But you have to have a lot of faith to believe that we're coming from an, an ape when God made us so perfectly that we are the crown of his creation. Well, uh, you just can't help when you look at the sky and the blueness and the beautiful, when you see a rainbow, when you just, I mean, it's just too beautiful and perfect to be random. Bishop, thank you for being with us. I mean, you're just amazing. Please give us a 30-second prayer for everyone out there. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, I just want to praise again your name for the life of Gilbert, Father. Open doors for him, Father, in a very special way so that he can touch people. Sometimes, you know, it is easy for somebody like him to touch people's lives because he's not a clerical person, he's not a priest, he's not a, he's not a pastor. And it's so impressive, Father, to see somebody, or yes, Heavenly Father, just willing to share his faith and be bold enough, Father, to say to people that God still makes miracles, Father. I bless him. I bless the radio station that is opening to him. And in the mighty name of Jesus, I decree, Father, blessing over the listeners, Father, and for the whole audience, whatever they are, may your power be shown to them so tangible, in such a tangible way that they will be without any excuse to receive Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Thank you very much for the, this great honor, and I release a special blessing of a Gilbert so that the desires of his heart might come to pass. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Bishop, thank you. I'm hugging you over the radio from across the ocean. Thank you for being on our show, and please call in again. Listeners, boy, was that special. Great honor, um, and I'm looking forward to have great news from you through Mauritius. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. How beautiful. Uh, I mean, those are the stories that we want to hear. Oh, we have another call. Put them through. Caller, you got me. This is a tip from Gilbert. All right, Gilbert, this is Reverend Smith. Reverend Smith, how are you? I'm doing very well. How are you? We're doing well. I know you're with us, and I thank you for being with us, and I know you're with us through this difficult time in your life. And maybe you can share with our listeners and everyone – Pastor Smith has just been a great inspiration to me, and just through trials and tribulations of some damage to his church, he's going through some situation with a family member. Pastor Smith, talk to us. How are you feeling? And we're we're hugging you over the radio right now. Well, thank you, Gilbert. Uh, we're doing very well at a time like this. It's faith that keeps us going, faith that... Uh, even when it seems as if we're grasping for straws, uh, we have something more solid, 
something that will sustain us in times like this. And I, if we did have faith, we wouldn't have very much <clears throat> in this world. So no matter what difficulties we have at church in our personal lives, with family, it's faith that keeps us going. Told from a young age that you've got to have faith. You've got to have faith in a word. And that's what we hang on to. And it really will keep you. Pastor, when did you know, when, when did God touch you and say, this is now your calling? April the 13th, 2238 in the morning. You remember precisely you remember the precisely the moment, Pastor? I remember the exact moment. Share it with us, please. Share share it with us, please. Well, I had I'd gone to bed after a hard day of working, laboring. Went home, went to bed, and as I uh, got up to go to the restroom that morning, I came back and laid down, and it was as if I was stood up vertically uh, in in my bed. And when I stood there, I saw a picture window in front of me. I was in a room alone. And the shadow of the building that I was in was resting on the building across the street. There was a shelf with two boxes on it in front of the window. And I found myself peeping around those boxes. And I said, God, what does this mean? He said, as long as your daddy lived, you wouldn't hear me. You forced me to and I said, how can I force you, your God? And I argued with him until 6.05 that morning. He said, I'm going to tell you what you're looking at. That chef represents your life. Those boxes represent the things you enjoy doing the most. I'm the sunshine that you're trying to see through the window. Get rid of the boxes. I'm calling you to my work. And that was a life-changing experience that occurred April the 13th, 2000, of the year 2000. And it's been a journey of faith ever since. It's been, it's been, it was so impactful. It's what keeps me going, literally keeps me going, remembering his words in that vision. And it's a, it's a longer story, but the idea is that I know exactly the time and the place where my uh, my experience was validated, and that's what faith will do. I trust I trusted him ever since. Pastor, that is such a wonderful story. Tell us about the church. I didn't want to say it here. I you know what you to say. I mean, I know that there was some damage to the church. Tell us about it. And where are we now on rebuilding, ladies and gentlemen? This is a wonderful story of sort of. Rebuilding and renewal. Yeah, uh, almost a year ago now it was uh, September the fourteenth, one one forty in the afternoon. A car drove through the front doors of our church and drove uh, all the way to the pulpit, pretty much destroyed 
the church, and it's been a struggle and a battle uh, to get to a point where we can can recover and um, utilize our, our sanctuary again. But the guy was high on PCP, flipped the pianos. He just went on a rage. It was clearly for those who are faith a satanic attack. But we have uh, started the process and with help from my friends and cleaning out the old pews and rebuilding. We're in the building now, back in, but we have still a ways to go in repurchasing pews and pulpit furniture and all those things that were destroyed. Fortunately, we, we've gotten the building to where we can't safely congregate in it. But that journey, just in, in the pandemic, uh, with COVID coming up on us last year, car drives through our sanctuary. And, uh, and you have to have faith to survive these things. And uh, one of the dearest members I have uh, here recently uh, found out that she has colon cancer. Oh, my. And uh, she said to me, she said, uh, as I tried to encourage her through faith, she said, Pastor, let me tell you something. I've seen you work through Harvey. I, she's a Katrina evacuee. She said, I've seen work through Ike. I've seen you stand even when a car drove through the building. It never stopped you. So a little cancer isn't going to stop And that was inspirational that one can uh, face those battles herself and watch how those of us who are of faith stand and determine based on what they've seen in us, realize they can realize that they can make it through even the toughest spots in our life. So we are rebuilding. We are, we're, we're almost there. Again, we need pulpit uh, pews and few other things to make us complete and we'll be back to a normal building. Faith will get us through. Pastor, tell us where's your, your church again, Pastor? I know I've been there. Tell us tell us again the name of the church and, and the location again. Church is sixty fifty Bell Dart or Vassaro, sixty fifty Vassar. That's off of Macawa and Bell. Uh, just across from Law Park, been in existence there now 40 years in Mount Calvary Baptist Church. Well, I, have you come by? Well, I'm coming, and I'm making a contribution. And I hope listeners, please open up your heart. If you can throw a few bucks, this is all, all these wonderful churches are, are such a pillar in our communities, and there's such a time you know, like COVID, where we need uh, faith leaders more than ever. And again, our, this call-in yeah. number is 281-837-2222. And again, a tip from Gilbert, you can write me. And Pastor, if you would just say a prayer for all of us, let's just share this together. And I really thank you. I'm making a contribution. I want to come see you. And I'll be talking more about it in the future radio shows. Thank you so much, Gilbert, for your help. Father, we need you, and every day that we live, we find even more reasons 
to hold on to you and our faith. God bless this country that we live in, and we ask you to keep us safe, protect our friends and our loved ones, renew a purpose within us, and God give us the strength when needed, courage when needed, and most of all, help us to love and care one for another. It is in the awesome name of your son, Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. Pastor Smith, we thank you. Callers, you can reach out to me again. Our number is 281-837-2222. A tip from Gilbert at gmail.com if you'd like to make a contribution. We've got to come together. Got to call, got to call. Pastor Smith, thank you. Caller, you got me. This is Gilbert Garcia. A tip from Gilbert. Hi. Um, I just wanted to say that I really enjoy listening to your show. This is Elizabeth, by the way. And um, especially all the great music. You played My Sweet Lord, and I really love that song. Please continue to play gems like that one. Well, that's so kind of you, Elizabeth. Can I call you Liz? Yes, you can. Well, thank you, Liz. Well, I've got some other songs in my mind. You remember that one? To everything, turn, turn, turn. Remember all that? There's a season, you know, a, to- a, a time and one. purpose. Yes. Well, I'm going to be playing that one somewhere in the future. I love that one from from Rent about seasons of love. Uh, you just let me know whatever song you want to hear that inspires you. Uh, and again, a tip from Gilbert at gmail.com. Well, Liz, I appreciate that. Liz, anything you want to share, anything going on with your life that's beautiful that you want to share with our listeners here in Houston? Um, no, I'm just blessed and happy to be able to live in such a great city. And I uh, just want to, you know, shout out to all my family and just pray for that they have a beautiful day, beautiful rest of the week. Thank you so much. Well, Liz, thank you for calling in, and we'll have you again. Thank you so much. That was Liz, you guys, here in Houston, reaching out to everybody, saying she likes the music, saying she wanted a shout-out to her family. I think that's beautiful. I think we have another call. Here we go. Caller, you've got me. This is Gilbert Garcia, a tip from Gilbert. Good morning, Gilbert. This is Tamara Bell. Tamara Bell, I tell you, can't, I mean, I can't have a day without Tamara. You know, Tamara Bell, <laughs> I, I mean it. Tamara Bell, for those of you who don't know Tamara Bell, I think there's four of you, Tamara, because you you seem to be everywhere that the community needs help and support. You really are always there, especially with all the work that you've done for the super neighborhoods. L- let me ask you, you've been involved with the super neighborhoods how long? Uh, since it started over 20 years ago. 20 years ago. Well, God bless you for doing that because that's the Lord's work. When you care about others, you care about your community, that's what really makes this whole thing work in our lives. Well, thank you for coming aboard. I know that we met the other day and, and visited, and I was moved by your story. I've heard a story just now of a bishop who called me from Spain that thought he would never walk again and the power of prayer and what that meant. I had another person call me about their husband who had a terrible car wreck and they thought they were going to lose him and the power of prayer got him out of his coma. Tell us about your story and the power of prayer that got you through it. 
Well, mine is like that last one you just talked about. Uh, I was in an accident uh, within 36 seconds of my home. The police was chasing a bank robber, and he hit me at over 90 miles an hour. And um, uh, unbeknownst to me, uh, I had serious internal injuries, but I refused to go to the hospital, and my health started to decline, and I ended up in a coma for almost a month. And uh, while I was in the coma, my family was told my survival rate was less than 5%. But through the prayer of the Lord, uh, I, I came out of the coma. And when I came out of the coma, I could not speak, nor could I walk or write. And they said it would take more than a year for me to recover. When I got out of uh, rehab in March of 2015, uh, when I went to church for Easter, I went in a wheelchair. Mother's Day, I went on a walker. Father's Day, I went on a cane. Fourth of July, I was driving. That is the power of prayer. That is, tomorrow. that's amazing. Let's go back for a second. So you were only, like, down the block from your house, 26 seconds away? You were just around the corner? Yes, yes. And and, yeah, and they hit yeah. you going 90 miles an hour? Yes, yes. And there was no way I could go because the light was red. And they hit me behind, and then... After they hit me and I stopped spinning, it looked like every police car that was owned in Houston was heading straight for me. There was only one name I could call, and that was the name of Jesus. Um, and they hit each other and did not hit me because I was facing the wrong way. I was facing oncoming traffic after the car hit me. Holy cow. I mean, can you remember spinning? Yes. Very much so, yes. I remember the bodies because there was, I think, four of them in the vehicle. They hit me in a Cadillac, uh, I think it's called a CRS, uh, and I was in a Jeep Grand Cherokee, and their vehicle split in two. And some of them went down the bayou, and some of them went down the feeder. Holy cow. And when they said to you, it's going to be a year, it's going to be, did you think, why me, Lord? Or did you think, Lord, I'm just going to put it in your hands? And you just, it's, I, it's your hands. I could not even grasp when I came out the coma. I really didn't know. I couldn't grasp uh, the gravity of my situation. Uh, was, I just couldn't believe this was, this was, I mean, me. I didn't believe I couldn't walk. I didn't believe I couldn't talk. Uh, I couldn't write. Um, uh, and as I got it, the, the only thing I could think of, how quick, how can, how can I get out of this? And, Everything is the timing of the Lord. Uh, and when they were saying a year, I knew that was not my timing, and I knew that wasn't the Lord's timing. And um, I rarely, rarely hear medical professionals use the word miracle. Everyone that I had told me I was a miracle. I went into complete renal failure. Um, I was, uh, they had said I was even like septic at some point, um, and God saw me through it all. I was on dialysis. They told me I'd be on dialysis the rest of my life and two dialysis treatments. My kidneys kicked back in, and I've never been on dialysis again, praise be to God. Uh, but, I mean, nobody but Jesus. Uh, my the coma, I tell everybody, it's not like you're laying there in darkness. I was in a battle for my life. I remember going to the throne. I remember the Holy Spirit telling me to touch the steps that lay to where Jesus sits and where God sits and touch that throne and tell God what I needed. And I did. I told the Lord, you promised in my hour need, you would never leave me nor forsake me. And the Holy Spirit said, say what you need. 
and I said, I need your warfaring angels. He said, say what you need. I called Gabriel. I called David. I called Michelangelo. They was as high as the heavens. And then I asked the Lord for his legions of angels, and the heavens opened up, and they all started flying to help me fight the battle because it was a fight. I was fighting death, and thank God, with the Lord, and only with the Lord, I won. Amen. Now, let me ask you something, tomorrow. And if this is personal, I don't mean it to be. Um, you know, you we always hear people who've gone through something like this, and you know they're in a coma. And when you're on the outside talking to someone in a coma or someone, you, you think, well, they're in a coma, they can't hear me. But yet, you all, your faith says, I'm going to just talk to them in their ear in case they can hear me. Could you hear the prayers that people were saying around you? Could could you? Absolutely. Tell us yes, about that. What's I, I mean? Prayers. What's that like? I could hear. I I, I could hear my mom. Uh, my mother was praying so hard, and I'm gonna try not to um, get emotional, but uh, I could hear this the devastation in her heart. And I have a very good friend, um, a very good friend, Congresswoman Sheila Jackson Lee, and she would visit me and she would get right in my ear and tell me she's here and she's praying for me and. Uh, you know, she loves me, and I can hear. I can hear my pastor praying. I can hear my husband crying. Uh, yes, uh, don't think when people are in the coma they can hear you. So be careful of what you say, because they they can hear you and they will remember. And I have to say, I honestly can say that uh, everything I heard people said it was always for my good. It was always for my good. Well, this this show is meant to be a safe zone. So if you get emotional, we're all emotional listening to your story. So we're all hugging you on the on the airways here because that's an amazing story. So here you are now. Are there any remnants at all? I mean, now you're just totally and you're like a dynamo. But so, so you're just it's like, you know, it's gone, right? I mean, you're all the way back, as they say. Oh yes, yes. Thank thank God. Yes, I full recovery and and that was in 2015. And I can remember, you know, um, it's almost four years ago that we had Harvey, okay? Uh, uh, it was it was this time four years ago. And I remember uh, getting a call from a very, very wonderful Christian, Elias Duran, who owned Ranchero King Buffet. And if you remember, a lot of people didn't have power and people didn't have food. And he told me, he said, Ms. Bell, I'm going to open up my restaurant. I'm going to give all my food away. He said, please. Uh, people who don't have food and any other first responders and the Cajun Navy that's helping us, I need you to help me. And so I helped them uh, give away. We did over 6,000 meals um, that, that that day, and that was on a Wednesday. Thursday, I got a call from an elementary school principal, and she said, I don't know you and you don't know me. She said, but do you have any food left? And I was like, well, no. She said, I'm an elementary school preacher, and I have, I mean, first of all, and I have over 75 families who haven't eaten since Tuesday. She said, and we gave them one 16-ounce bottle of water for a family of four for the day. She was wow. like, is there anything you could do? I told her, I can't do anything Thursday because it's late, but tomorrow, Friday, I'm going to get some food. And she told me where she was. I'd never even been on that street ever. And Nathan did well. And uh, I told her, look, I'll get the food. I called friends of mine. We got Elias to cook the food. She told me for 250 people. When we got over there, there was over 600 people wow. with babies over there. And I'm not kidding, Gil, but I was like crying because I'm like, 
this is one of the things God wanted me to be here to be able to do because if we not brought those people food, they hadn't had food in three days. Uh, and I called everybody I could uh, to come and bring uh, diapers and, 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 and cleaning supplies and women's products and uh, water crates. And Bronia Thompson brought crates of water. Congresswoman Sheila Jackson Lee brought ready-made meals. Councilmember uh, Michael Kubach brought a track, uh, 18-wheeler piled with tiles. These people still had on the clothes from the hurricane. They had not changed. They brought tiles so they could try to take some of the water because we had gallons of water and just try to clean themselves off. And I was, I mean, it was just overwhelming. I mean, you, when you're doing things like this, it's not about you. It's about God getting through you. And when he would choose you of the billions of people, billions on this planet, but when he picks you to do his will, it's such an honor. It Gosh. may seem like work, but it's truly a blessing that you're the one he picked to do that. I, I tell you, you are an inspiration to me, to our listeners, to everybody. Give us the last word. What what's, Tell us, you know, what gets you so motivated to just do so many wonderful things in Houston? Because I am here, and each day that I am here, I understand is a blessing, and it's a gift from God, and that's for all of us. You don't have to be in a near-fatal wreck to know that this that your presence here is a choice the Lord made. So make him proud. These are very trying times for a multitude of people for a multitude of reasons. I try to uh, tell people on the show I'm on, literally the entire world is in post-traumatic stress disorder because what we went through in 2020, no one, no, I don't care how much money you have, I don't care what, Nobody had been that out of control of their destiny in their life. That had been snatched from you by something you couldn't even see, and that was a virus. But no matter what virus comes, no matter what storm goes, God is still on the throne. He's not gotten off, and he's not getting off. And he has not left us, nor will he forsake us. Trust in him, and it will be all right. Amen. And, and the gentleman on all, those, on all those meals, Elias, is that his name? Elias Duran, Cheryl King Buffet, yeah. I will tell you, to Mr. Duran, we salute you and all that you do. Uh, nice to hear uh, Councilman Kubosh always helping. He always does. And, oh, my gosh, Sheila, you know what they say. When you, when you need something, you don't call Ghostbusters. You call Sheila. And, my goodness, she <laughs> is – am I right? Tomorrow she is there. Yes. She is tremendous. Yep. Well, Tamar Bell, thank you for being with us on this show. We'll have you again. And thank you for sharing this incredible personal story with all of us. Thank you so much, Gilbert, for having this show. I appreciate you as well. You have a very blessed day. You too. Amen. Okay, bye-bye. Listeners, we're about to wrap up here. I think that hopefully you're getting a sense for what this show is about. This is our show. Again, this is 1360 AM, 96.9 FM, KWWJ. They've been wonderful to me. And our number, if you want to call in, is 281-837-2222. Please call in. If we don't get to you, please call in again. And again, please write to me. I want to know what song you want to hear, what prayer you want to hear. And it's the email is... A tip 
from Gilbert at gmail.com. No caps, no dots, no nothing. A tip from Gilbert at gmail.com. We're every Monday, and I'm going to be having more music, and I'm going to be having more prayer. And the one that I really love is that prayer, Footsteps. And we're going to be reading that prayer on the air, if not next week, the next week. It's one of those that always touches me. If you don't know it, please listen. If you know it, I hope you enjoy it as I read it to all of us here next week or the following week after that. So please tune in. I think we're about to be signing off here in the next minute or two. Enjoy the beautiful sounds of Whitney Houston. This is one of my favorite songs, too, because it's really about kids. When you think about why do we do the things that we do, if there's something that binds us all, no matter where you live, no matter what your race, no matter what your faith, it's always about love and our kids. Because as the song says, the children are our future. So, Reverend Griffin, if you would tee up our closing song, and I thank you, Reverend, and I thank everyone there at KWWJ. So, Facebook, I think the song is playing here at the end. Uh, Hopefully you enjoyed the show. I'm not sure what made me do this show other than as I have been spending time with people of faith, I myself had my own sort of trying moment i talked a little bit about it last episode i'll talk about it again i'm sure and it's always in those moments when things seem to be the deepest and the darkest is when i think that's when the lord really intervenes and really helps us and carries us and that's the whole thesis behind the whole prayer in the sand and the footsteps in the sand and we'll talk about that i hope all of you enjoyed it I hope you'll feel comfortable to call in. That call-in number is 281-837-2222. If we don't get to you, please call in again. I know we had several calls today, and we'll have more in the future. And I want to know what you think. A tip from Gilbert at gmail.com is my email. You can write to me about anything, a song you want to hear, a prayer that's important to you, what motivates you, what's your story. We all have a story. We've all gone through challenges in our lives, and we've all sort of come through it on the other side even stronger. Share those stories, because when you share them together like a community, that's what really builds bonds, and that's what we need more than ever in this day and age in this world, just bonds of humanity. Let's stop all the disagreements, and let's focus on the things we agree on which is our children, our communities, and doing good, and leaving this world a better place for the people behind us, our children, their children, and let's continue to worship the Lord. And I thank you for tuning in, and we'll be here next Monday at 11 o'clock. A tip from Gilbert. That's talk, inspiration, and prayer.